Do you consider yourself a high achiever? Smart, driven, highly successful? I am so excited to have you. My name is Julia Arndt and I'm the host of the Stress Podcast. I will help you develop your stress resilience the same way you've developed your workplace superpowers. Learn peak performance tools to thrive at work and in your personal life. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. I am super, super excited to have my first three-way um, podcast interview today with Monica and Ben from Tiny Pole. So welcome, Ben and Monica. Hey, everyone. <laughs> I'm really excited. I've never done this before, and I think it's such a cool and um, cool way and such a wonderful way to show two different voices of a company. So thank you so much for taking the time and um, yeah, and being on the podcast today. And before we jump in, let's pick up the people a little bit on where you are and what you've been up to this morning. Yeah, so uh, we're located in the uh, Seattle area, mm -hmm. and so uh, this morning, for the most part, um, been taking it a little bit easy. Had a good morning walk, a few uh, calls with uh, some of our uh, prospects and customers, um, but for the most part, um, just kind of taking it day by day. And uh, so far, today's been pretty easy going. So cool, very nice. And for you, Monica. Yes, you know, it's been a productive morning uh, with all, you know, other uh, HR initiatives this morning. So um, I feel I feel really good and productive, even though we're working from home. So trying yeah. to make the best out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Awesome. And so in order to help people a little bit better understand who you are, um, let's make a quick round of introductions. Ben, tell us who you are, um, what you what you've been what you're responsible for at tiny polls what you did before and maybe a fun fact about um you yeah definitely so uh currently at tiny polls i'm an account executive and so uh working with a lot of uh prospects and, and clients in regards to helping them engage their employees mm -hmm. uh really helping them drive the work culture kind of put it back in their hands and uh really just get that instant data of how's everybody doing mm -hmm. and so um you know, it's been just a great experience uh, working with Tiny Pulse, and I love the mission. Simply, uh, we're making happier employees, and uh, that's something I'm definitely passionate about. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, super excited, uh, you know, to be able to contribute in that way. Yeah. What have you been doing before you joined Tiny Tiny Pulse? Yeah, so I was in the uh, U.S. Army, uh -huh. um, so did that for a few years. And then, um, you know, wanted to definitely make the transition and knew I wanted to get into the tech industry. And so I was really excited uh, when opportunities did open up with Tiny Pulse. And uh, it's just been a great fit. Awesome. Cool. And a fun fact about you? Yes. Let me see. Um, <laughs> I guess the fun fact, and it's kind of a uh, an inside joke with a few employees at Tiny Pulse. But every time uh, the question has came up, what's a fun fact? It always somehow reverts to, uh, do you eat uh, pizza with pineapples on it? And for me, that's a definite uh, yes. Uh -huh. Something I love so much. I cannot get enough of, uh, <laughs> of that. So Yeah. In Germany, we love to eat pizza with pineapples, actually, as well. We, we call them Hawaiian pizza. Is that what you yeah. call in the States as well? Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Nice. Super delicious. Yeah. Super delicious. Awesome. Cool. Thank you so much for being on the call today, Ben. Monica, tell us about you. 
Yes, hi everyone. Uh, yes, Monica Cruz, HR manager, manager here at Tiny Pulse. Been actually in the tech industry for about seven plus year and I joined Tiny Pulse just over a year ago. Um, and my role here is to really support our leaders, um, champion our culture and make sure that we have um, a positive experience, employee experience and also candidate experience. Um, you know, uh, a couple of years ago, I actually used Tiny Pulse at a different company where I was part of. Um, so it was a great way for me to, to really learn about the business. But then when I joined Tiny Pulse, um, it was great to be able to um, be part of um, making, you know, change in the company and as well as supporting our employees. Mm -hmm. Great. And um, so you've mentioned already you were in the tech industry before. And um, what is one fun fact about you? Yes, one fun fact about me is I actually speak another language. So I can speak two languages nice. frequently. Um, I don't use it much except when I uh, speak with my family, my parents and, and my cousins or when I'm back home. So um, it's, it's, it's fun. It's fun being able to, to have that language. And, and yeah, which language is it? Like, yeah, Tagalog. Okay. And that's a Filipino, Filipino yes. language? Nice. Yes, yes. Great. Yeah, I love that. That's that's a really cool fun fact. So now that we've already talked a little bit about um, who you are at Tiny Pulse, I'm sure a lot of people are probably wondering, what is Tiny Pulse? Um, what is the company about? Maybe what's your mission? Um, do you have different locations? And who are the people that you work with or the companies that you work with? Yeah, so uh, to kind of bring it uh in a very simplistic way, uh, Tiny Pulse, we're a software as a service company and uh, we help organizations, you know, engage their employees, recognize them and, uh, you know, coach them. Right. And so uh, there's a lot of um, products within the Tiny Pulse suite mm -hmm. that we help organizations and leadership within that really connect with their workforce. And so, um, you know, it's essential Uh, to really understand, you know, in real time, how are your employees doing? What is going on? What are some various issues that, you know, we could address and that, you know, we could provide solutions for to ensure the, the most positive uh, employee experience. Um, and so, you know, we work with a lot of companies. Um, you know, two of our biggest firmographics right now are tech companies and uh, the healthcare industry. Mm -hmm. um, you know, working with big names, you know, such as Microsoft, um, Airbnb, um, you know, even on the finance side, companies like Capital One, there, there's quite a bit we work with. Mm -hmm. uh, the exciting part is, um, you know, it's a product that a lot of organizations need right now. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I'm really excited that, uh, you know, during this uh, pandemic uh, of COVID-19, we're um, giving away our product for free. We, you know, for the next few months, want organizations that need something like this in place to be able to use it right away, mm -hmm. um, you know, and so it's just an exciting time. Once again, uh, our mission is to make happier employees. Mm -hmm. And so um, I'm glad we're in a place and uh, really excited. The decisions that our leadership has done, uh, our CEO, David New, he has such a big heart. And so I'm glad we're in a spot to help a lot of employees and organizations mm -hmm. uh, during this time. 
Yeah, this is really amazing. You just mentioned it to me before we jumped on the recording. So super cool that Tiny Pulse is offering the service for free. And you haven't really mentioned it, but I feel like maybe people will get a grasp of it. But what Tiny Pulse is doing is basically really collecting information. So through surveys and through quantitative surveys, right? And um, one of the things that you're doing as well is that you're doing these pulse checks. That's why it's called Tiny Pulse. And I love it because... Um, you are actually doing pulse checks on a by every other week. Um, so every two weeks, for example, um, companies can check with their employees on how they're doing. Um, and some of the people that might be listening right now might be thinking, wow, every two weeks, like a pulse check and a questionnaire to our employees, that's a lot. Um, how do you help com companies analyze that data and react really quickly, right? Because... Um, you know, some people might think, oh my God, how can I work with all of this information um, quickly and also react and um, make sure that my employees are happy and productive? Yeah, so I'm um, happy to share more. So with Tiny Pulse, um, you know, the whole, the core of it is that we value real-time feedback. Mm -hmm. And so doing it frequently, it could be bi-weekly, it could be weekly if you want to do it monthly as well. But here at Tiny Pulse, for example, we do it on a bi-weekly cadence um, to, to really accomplish that real-time mm -hmm. um, value. So what we do is, you know, we, we ask uh, questions um, that are actionable and relevant to what's going on with the company and our business. Mm -hmm. um, and then we also make sure that internally we have um, commitments from our leadership and also our culture committee to assess the trends. Um, and really uh, uh, distill it down to like, what are the top three things that we need to focus on uh, during that cadence and, and have those conversations. Okay. So you, I assume that you focus maybe on one or two questions at a time or how yeah, many so, get? Yes. Good question. So, um, you know, you, I think what's so important about tiny pulse is that you have to strategize the question. So it's not repetitive at all. So on a monthly basis, um, I actually work with our leadership to go through, Hey, what's, what's coming up? What, what are some initiatives that we're, we're going over and let's go ahead and ask specific questions. So it could be one question mm -hmm. at a time, um, but you can also do, um, two questions at a time. Um, okay. Ben, is that, um, do you have anything to add there as far as how we go about the questionnaires? No. Um, and at, at the end of the day, it is kind of. Uh, tailored to what's best for the organization and even going a level further mm -hmm. what's best for that specific team mm -hmm. uh, you know so there, there's additional questions you could ask and such um, so there's a, a quite a bit of a, a lot of exciting stuff but the the main benefit of it all is that you know you could see in real time exactly what's going on now instead of mm -hmm. working off of old data mm -hmm. uh, you know um, there's a lot of problems that, you know, hey, we, we made solutions for the annual survey we did months and months ago, mm -hmm. but, you know, that's over and done. Yeah, especially now during COVID-19 times, yes. right? It's like, okay, yeah. th th those, those results are kind of out of the window because everybody is struggling so much with all of these different changes and um, all of the new situations that we have to get used to. And Julia, you know, I also want to add, um, you, uh, I think it's also important to have um, reoccurring questions, right, so that you can spot mm -hmm. the, the trends. So one of other question, how happy are you? We actually ask that on a quarterly basis. Oh, cool. Um, so this allows us to say, hey, you know, this is a good uh, checkpoint, mm -hmm. you know, how happy are employees? And, and studies have shown that, um, you know, happier employees are more engaged, right, and, and they're able to really um, 
we're able to identify specific themes even with that question alone and then be able to review you know how did last quarter do or last year where were we at so that's a way for us to look at the trends as well that's really cool yeah and so you said that there are different top drivers that companies can focus on can you tell us a little bit more about the different categories that you kind of go into when when doing these surveys obviously it's all about ment like health, wellness and well-being Yeah, uh, it's really exciting. Tiny Pulse uh, has partnered with Dr. Brooks Holtzum, and he's one of uh, the leading researchers in this space. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, he does have a few culture drivers and, uh, you know, just kind of going down a quick list of some of them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have transparency and communication, culture, uh, team members and peers, leadership and management recognition. Uh, now, kind of tailoring it more towards specifically employees, you could start looking at how do they view, uh, you know, cultural drivers like work environment, mm -hmm. uh, retention, career path, work-life balance. Mm -hmm. um, so essentially, the the culture drivers kind of make up a complete list of, you know, things that, you know, everyone within an organization needs to consider that mm -hmm. make up, you know, the overall employee experience. Yeah. Yeah, that's really fascinating. And uh, do you have any success stories from clients that have been using those results as indicators to really make a difference and make a change in their company culture? Yes, you know, I'm happy to um, share one actually, you know, again, a couple years ago, um, I was part of a company, a tech company, and we use tiny pulse there. So I'm able to really give that insight. Yeah. Um, so it was about 350 employees at that time. Um, and we were going through open enrollment period for um, wellness and, and benefits. Mm -hmm. And we actually used tiny pulse to um, obtain and gather feedback. Like how did we do last year so that we can improve, you know, our offerings for the next upcoming open enrollment, right? Mm -hmm. So um, we, you know, I remember our, my team, HR team and I, uh, we had a custom uh, question uh, regarding our benefits and, and based on the responses that we received, one of them we identified where one of the top requested benefits was regarding life coaches, uh, wellness, mindfulness, training, um, resources that employees could use. So based on this data, um, you know, we were able to uh, find uh, resources that supports, you know, well-being, um, um, well-being situation. It could be uh, anxiety, life transitions, or thinking stress, trauma, mm -hmm. um, you know, workplace management, uh, new parents that are, you know, are expecting. Um, so these are, you know, wow. life events that do impact um, us emotionally, right, and physically. Yeah. And so after learning uh, these results, um, we were able to, of course, work partner with a um, resources to offer life coaches as uh, one of the benefits for employees and families. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, after open enrollment has, has gone through, um, of course, everyone was eligible to participate in this at no cost at all. Um, so we definitely saw improvement in, um, you know, just retention, right? Because mm -hmm. employees felt that they have resources to go through some difficult times. Um, we we had uh, huge, um, you know, just the bottom line of a uh, bottom line of a company, um, and really just enriching that employee experience was so important. And our happy happiness score at that time um, increased as well. So you know, using tiny wow. posts through the situation, we were able to identify, um, you know, that, that um, situation and, and make a big difference out of it. Mm -hmm. 
Wow, that's really awesome. Thank you so much for sharing this example. Um, all right. The reason why I initially found Tiny Pulse was because I'm currently in the process of writing my first book and I was looking for different data and research and studies around employee retention and employee happiness. And I found a report um, that Tiny Pulse is bringing out on an annual basis that I was so fascinated by. And hence, I reached out to you guys and saw, um, wanted to see if you wanted to speak with me about this because I thought that was such a really valuable um, report and information to share with my listeners. So there are two reports that I want to talk with you a little bit more in detail about today. The very first one is the Employee Retention Report. Um, so maybe you can... Um, summarize um, maybe the top five findings that um, are really important and that have come out of that employee retention report. Uh, yes, definitely. Uh, the uh, employee retention report is very interesting. Uh, reading the whole thing, there's so much uh, various data points that we looked at, uh, you know, and it's exciting. Uh, but it's, you know, kind of a theme that a lot of people I've seen kind of a hunch in their stomach. So to see actual numbers behind it mm -hmm. um, is, is just very great to kind of get that clarity. Yeah. Uh, now, the biggest thing is the importance of culture mm -hmm. and, um, you know, how if an organization isn't fostering the best work culture, uh, employees are simply going to leave. Mm -hmm. um, and so we, we dubbed it as, uh, you know, employee loyalty is over. Uh, long are the days where employees would stay for, uh, 20, 30 years and, you know, just kind of write out the good, the bad and the ugly, yeah. uh, you know, if things aren't up to par and the best experience, you know, employees, um, you know, the, the best way they see is, Hey, what organization is doing this yeah. where you know, they listen, where it's going to be a great place to work. They have the work life balance in place. Yeah. Um, so I think that's one of the very exciting findings, um, and just seeing the number, especially, um, you know, revolving around open communication and just having that a two-way street. Mm -hmm. um, you know, employees are more likely to stay and have higher uh, retention rates with, uh, you know, something that is, is so important, but still something as simplistic as just having a two-way street with uh, open communication. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I took out a couple of these as well, because I wanted to really make sure that we mentioned these. I think, one of the things that I found so interesting and that I use now in all of my materials um, when I'm working with my clients is that, for example, the average employee exit costs 33% of their annual salary. So it's extremely expensive for companies to lose people. Um, and also an employee that doesn't feel recognized when they do great work are almost two times as likely to be job, hu job hunting than somebody that feels recognized and happy. Um, and then you also mentioned something in the report that I thought was really important was that, you know, employees are looking for a clear onboarding process because it makes them happy and feel valued and feel really clear about what they, what they're expected of. Um, and when they feel undervalued, on the other hand, they will jump into a job search and um, work-life balance is a lot more valued than we think. And the other thought that I had been was, um, we have just so many choices nowadays, right? So if a yeah. company doesn't offer um, those kind of things nowadays, there are a lot of other companies that do. And, um, and it's easy then to kind of make that shift into another company. Um, 
when you think about kind of, you know, analyzing the, this information with companies and when you're thinking about people that might be listening right now, HR professionals that might be listening right now and say, okay, so now I know these things, what can I do to improve employee retention? What, what would you say? What kind of tips would you give them? Yeah, so definitely want to elaborate more on this. So, you know, we'll, we'll share what we are doing here at Tiny Pulse. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, we want to share just more of the framework, right, of Tiny Pulse and how we promote creating that effective employee retention strategies and ultimately uh, better employee experience and which leads to, of course, higher retention, right? Yeah. So, you know, again, if you are using Tiny Pulse or not, really, you know, try to understand your workforce. So do a pulse survey, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, with, with tiny pulse, you're able to do that on a, a cadence uh, basis, but you also want to understand like the trends. What are the, you know, pick type top three, you know, there's so many initiatives out there that you can focus on, but what are the top three that you commit to, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and then ultimately, once you have those top three, um, you know, what are you going to do about it? Right. So make sure that you have the commitment from your board, make sure that you have commitment from your managers and the leaders to make sure that they're going to do something about that. And, and, you know, constantly share results. It could be during town hall. Um, it could be during, you know, uh, we have meeting calls here. We're just on a, a bi-weekly basis. Really socialize, you know, the initiatives and the results with your employees. Mm -hmm. um, and also just, you know, celebrate wins. I think you need to make yeah. sure that along the ways there are going to be small wins and big wins and share those uh, results with your employees. Yeah, that, that's great. great. And I hear, I'm hearing awareness, I'm hearing communication, and I'm hearing as well that you have to test and then also share the results and then of, of course also iterate if things are not going the way maybe they initially yes. thought it would, it would go, right? Yes, yes. Nice. And um, I think it's really interesting, <clears throat> sorry, because every time when we talk about work culture and company culture, as an employee, we oftentimes make the company um, solely responsible for, for that big piece. But I think a lot of people often also forget that it is important that we are all part of the culture and we can all contribute as individuals as well to, to make this To, to change things, right? What would you say can a, an individual do to change company culture? Yes, um, and you hit it right on the dot. We encourage, um, you know, a lot of leaders to take action. However, it's just as important for employees to take action as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, from the employee view, uh, anybody could be a, a culture um, champion and start initiating the changes that they want to see. Um, you know, and, and one of the things that I encourage the most is, um, you know, once again, the communication aspect, uh, you know, speaking up and, and really showing, hey, what is it that I want to see done? What is it that this organization needs? And uh, being the one to really speak up for um, all employees and, and see that change uh, come to fruition. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Great, great summary. Thank you so much, Ben. Yeah. So the employee retention report, super interesting. I'm definitely going to make sure to add the link to the show notes as well. If somebody wants to look into all of the different findings that you had, I think there are so, so many cool um, insights into work-life balance, happiness, retention rates, um, culture. So I'm definitely uh, encouraging everybody to read it. And then the second report that I found really interesting and that I want to talk a couple of minutes with you about as well is the gender 
equality report. Something that, of course, a lot of companies are paying more attention to. Everybody talks about diversity and about inclusion. And so let's talk a little bit about what kind of findings you had in this particular report. Yes, uh, so many findings with, with the gender um, equality part, you know, but a few that I want to emphasize and highlight, you know, as we all know, when there are uh, diverse teams, we perform better as a whole company, there's, mm -hmm. you know, more perspective, and we're just more productive, right. Mm -hmm. um, and so with, you know, uh, with some of the key takeaways, ultimately, it's so important for us to um, constantly review our practices um, regarding uh, to really improve gender equality. Um, and so some things that I definitely want to point out here um, is that, um, I have my notes, hang on a sec. Yeah, go for it, no problem. Okay, so, um, you know, some of the key highlights from the report is that things are changing, right, nowadays. Um, back in the days, you know, um, um, you know, could be that there's only one person in the family that's working, but now you have both um, you have both parties working. And so I think what's so important here is that you know there's um, dramatic increase um, of women entering the workforce. And so as companies, we need to be able to adjust accordingly, but also to make sure that we have a culture um, environment where they thrive. Uh, mm -hmm. for everyone as well mm -hmm. um, and as well as you know the industry the industry is changing dramatically as well so there are more women um, there's actually um, women in color that are still under under uh, represented in the stem um, mm -hmm. and this is uh, definitely more concerning uh, because there now there's disparity there's uh, disparities um, across the board so um, you know, it just highlights that there's still some gender equity uh, gaps in the industry. Mm -hmm. And I think as companies, we need to think of just creative and impactful ways to, um, to um, close the gaps. Yeah, for sure. And I'm even thinking that in tech companies, probably the, the general um, gender was probably more male, right? Because it was techy and engineering. And so now I, what I saw, for example, when I was working at Google was that they encouraged more females to go into engineering or go more into coding and, um, you know, even motivate that change even earlier in the chain, right? Like motivate females, um, like kids to really just kind of go yes. down into these paths and, and study that because then they would have a lot of um, opportunity in, in their career as well. Um, what can companies do to improve gender equality? Yes, you know, I think um, we need to be intentional, uh, you know, as companies when it comes to improving gender um, equality. Mm -hmm. um, so one thing here at Tiny Pulse is really consistently refine your business practices, right, mm -hmm. to ensure that uh, is fair and that, you know, there's equity in all positions and ultimately all valued employees. So, for example, um, make sure that you're prioritizing comprehensive benefits package, right? Make sure that you have, um, we actually offer paid parental leave uh, to our um, um, parents right now. Um, and we offer a subsidy, you know, a diaper subsidy, milk options. We have a 50% home, 50% office transition. Mm -hmm. um, this is, of course, before the coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> um, now everybody is allowed uh, to work from home. Yes, yes. <laughs> but ultimately, really um, providing a, diff uh, a flexible work um, schedule for them as well when they need that so, so they can support, you know, there's work-life balance for uh, parents. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think one of the things that really resonated with me, what you said is that, um, you know, both, you know, the both partners are now working. And of course, we need to create an environment as well for women that they thrive in that environment with the, you know, challenges, but also the opportunities that women have to give and that they have to face sometimes. So, yeah. So thank you so much for pointing that out as well. And is there um, anything that individuals can contribute to uncover unconscious bias, right? There's a lot of, I, I remember like we had unconscious biases trainings um, because it's something we're unconscious about, right? And when it comes to male and female and gen gender differences. So um, what, what does maybe Tiny Pulse do um, in uncovering that? Or actually, well, now I'm asking you two different questions, but I asked the individuals and I asked the company. So whatever you think is more valuable or more um, insightful, just feel free to share that. Yes, and, and you nailed it, Julia. I think self-awareness is, is number one, right? Recognizing your own bias. Um, but for companies, especially for leaders, uh, making sure that we create inclusive meeting practices. So what I mean by that is that if you are hosting a meeting or if you are bringing um, employees together, that you're not only facilitating the conversation, but you are ensuring that you're solicit soliciting opinions from everyone in the room, right? Because mm -hmm. all have different uh, communication styles. And sometimes you have employees that are uh, strong with their, you know, they have strong voice. They just want to uh, respond accordingly, but you have others who, you know, they're, they're thinking about it because that's just how their communication style works. So making sure that you facilitate and you give, you give uh, time for them to respond saying, Hey, is this, you know, do you have, do you, what do you have, you know, uh, do you have uh, things that you want to share right now? Or, you know, would be happy to talk to you after the meeting, right? So really making sure that you have an inclusive meeting mm -hmm. um, and as well as, you know, be open to challenging um, all parties from asking uh, their opinions. So rather than just taking what they said, like, hey, hey, help me understand what you mean by that. Or, you know, I didn't quite get what you're saying. Uh, do you have any examples? So I think we need to uh, respectfully, um, you know, challenge each other's opinions and, and respect our, our opinions as well. So I think those are practices that we can implement as a company. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so much. That's really awesome. Great. Okay. So those were the questions that I wanted to ask you. I totally forgot um, at the beginning. Um, I know that Tiny Pulse is not just in the US, right? What kind of um, locations do are you present as a company and do you work with as well? Uh, yeah, so uh, we work, so we're based in Seattle, our mm -hmm. uh, headquarters have about 50 employees there. And then um, our other office is in Saigon. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we have essentially about, uh, you know, kind of around the 50 employee mark. Is that correct, Monica? We have about, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And so um, it, it's very exciting, um, you know, and, and kind of talking about uh, diversity and inclusion. Um, it, it's really exciting. Um, you know, even though we're halfway across the world from each other, we mesh very well and, um, you know, have a lot of various meetings where we all connect. Mm -hmm. um, I know it's very weird with the time differences, but uh, we definitely balanced and figured it out. And cool. so I just love hearing uh, their perspective, you know, on the product and where we're going. And, uh, you know, we give our perspective, but it's always just a great way everybody coming together and, uh, you know, bringing their solutions to the table. 
Yeah, I love that. It's actually perfect for the diversity question, right? And for the equality question, because you're getting a different perspective also from a cultural um, aspect. And what you said, you figured it out. I'm sure a lot of people are curious about how, like you said that, you know, time zone can be tricky, but how, what did you do in order to make this work? Yeah, so, um, you know, the, the main thing we do is uh, have a company-wide meeting uh, every quarter. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, that there's a lot that goes on in those meetings. And so um, Seattle office stays late. The Vietnam office comes in early and that's a great uh, time. Mm -hmm. And there's no way we could do it backwards. You know, doing the math, it would be, um, you know, I, I forgot what time we'd wake up, but essentially we'd, it'd be in the middle of the night. Um, and so, so that's the exciting part. What we're doing now is even making it more frequent. And so we're able to meet on a weekly basis, um, just a call um, every Tuesday. You know, it's nighttime for Seattle, um, you know, but it is kind of more where's, you know, the Vietnam office informing us what's going on. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's just a great way to interact more and more with our colleagues over there. Of course. And the more communication, the more you understand um, how you can improve things as well. Right. And how are they doing in Vietnam in terms of the coronavirus out of curiosity? Yeah, you know, I actually asked our HR manager last night about this and most of them are working from home, right? Similar mm -hmm. to, to us and really um, trying to do virtual, uh, you know, meetings as, as um, often as possible so that they still see each other. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, we, we definitely want our employees to be safe and their families and them are our priorities. So uh, no one is going to office. Okay. Yeah. And do they already have a lot of cases in Vietnam? You know, I... Um, I don't know how many as well, but I think just in Asia, I, I think there's just the cases just are everywhere. increasing. Yes, yeah. yes. I, I was talking to a friend of mine who's in India and he said they are starting to shelter in place and, and the cases are increasing there as well. So yes, yes. Really interesting. Awesome. I always have a couple of questions at the end of the call. So let's see if we can go through those. The first thing is I always ask, what are you most grateful for? Let's start with Monica. Wow, you know, during this time, grateful for my health, just, you know, uh, for me and my family, just just being safe with through this, you know, through this time. So, yes, health. Mm -hmm. Great. Ben? Yeah, for me, it would definitely be a family. Um, you know, during this time, uh, you know, trying to be optimistic, look at, look at the glass half full. Um, mm -hmm. It's been, you know, a great time just to reconnect. Um, you know, I have a son who's two years old and, uh, just a joy to be with, um, you know, he's bouncing, you know, around the walls all day, uh, <laughs> but it's always fun just to, you know, have a bundle of joy in your life. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just love my wife too. She's really helped, uh, motivate me and, uh, keeping me on the right track and such. So, uh, my family definitely, I'm just really grateful for Awesome. Great. Thank you. That's both really sweet. And um, do you have a um, book that you have been reading that maybe that you always recommend to other people that maybe has changed your life? Maybe you've read it multiple times over and over again because you always find new things in the book that motivate and inspire you? Yes. Yeah, so I have one um, and I just got done reading it and I'm just blown away. But um, hit refresh by Satya Nadella, the uh, CEO's Microsoft. Uh -huh. um, yeah, just super eye-opening. There are so many great insights, especially when we start having this conversation about uh, company culture mm -hmm. 
-hmm. and um, you know, just kind of his story and where Microsoft was, where they're at now. It's just mm -hmm. very interesting. Cool. Um, and towards the tail end of his book, and this is where I really nerd out, he starts talking about where uh, technology is headed. And so that's always fun, mm -hmm. but uh, just a really good read. Cool. Thanks for sharing, Monica. Great. You know what? I actually started, I'm going to show you, it's this book. It's called The Swiggly Career. Oh. Um, and so, you know, again, just a few things, um, you know, in the past, we're, we're so used to, you know, how to get from, um, you know, place A to place B, place mm -hmm. C, place D. But really, this book allows you to, to really highlight, like, it's your career could be squiggly. Right. You don't have to go, but you, you could be place A and then go to, to C. And then, I mean, things are changing in, in our career. And I think it's so important for us to not only own our career, but also know that um, every step of the way will help you get there. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, really being intentional about how you want your career road to be and, and owning it. Right. And working with your manager and the company to see where, where you can contribute more, where you can add value. Um, is yeah, definitely great, great read. Very I cool. just started it, but so, so far cool. it's good. Cool yeah. that you had it and put where I put it <laughs> in the camera. Awesome. Um, if do you know so what's next for Tiny Pulse, right? So now you've already mentioned, which is incredible, you're offering the service for free to your clients and to new clients in order to help them during these really difficult times um, to understand um, how their employees are doing and what they can do in a really quick turnaround way to, to support them. Um, do you have any other insights into like where Tiny Pulse is heading next? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, exciting stuff, um, you know, with the product and such and where we're going uh, functionality wise. Uh, during this time, the biggest priority is just helping organizations uh, through this crisis mm -hmm. um, as best we can. Um, you know, hopefully all this uh, settles down uh, soon. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, kind of the next thing is in September, we have our uh, annual conference, TinyCon. And uh, it's really exciting. And uh, we do officially have an amazing speaker on the list. And I'll let you uh, talk more about that, Julia. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited. Um, I just talked to your marketing director um, and I'm going to be speaking at the TinyCon conference in Seattle in September um, about well-being programs, about programs that I've... Well, well uh, I, I'm not going to say more about it. We'll, we are still <laughs> kind of in the weeds of... I'm confirming I don't want to promise um, anything yet but yeah I'm very very excited to come to Seattle and speak at the conference as well and um, yeah if people want to reach out to you how would they best connect with you um, yeah oh go ahead Monica yes uh, definitely reach out to me on LinkedIn or feel free to email me at, I'm gonna go ahead and give you my work email directly so at Monica at tinypulse.com so look forward to hearing from anyone yes awesome thank you Monica Ben Yes. Um, so I'm definitely active on LinkedIn as well. Um, and, uh, you know, just to continue the conversation, feel free to email me as well. Um, Benjamin at tinypulse.com. Uh, super excited to connect. And if you're an employee, if you're a manager, somebody in leadership, and you do feel like you need something in place while your employees are working at home, just mm -hmm. stay connected, stay engaged. Uh, yes, feel free to, to connect with me. And I'm definitely excited to, uh, you know, help any way we can. Awesome. Thank you. And um, quick question, because I have a lot of international listeners. Do you support only U.S. customers or do you support global worldwide customers? How is there, a, is there like a cut or do you just do uh, everybody? Yeah, so we're uh, 
working with clients in you know every continent right now so we're definitely have a very large uh, international client list cool so um yeah super excited to connect um i know you know connecting with time zones is difficult but um you know i'm definitely a night owl so uh, <laughs> let me know when when's the best time to uh, reach out to you Cool. Awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely make sure to mention that to my clients um, across the globe as well, because I think that's an amazing offering and not everybody has these tiny pulse checks in place. So great, great way to get to know the product and to help the company. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much for your time. It's been a pleasure to have this great conversation today and have you both on the call. Um, I appreciate your time and I'm very excited to meet you in person in September. Yes, definitely, Julia. Thank, Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.